Hello and welcome back to Marriage, the Good, the Bad, the Funny. I'm Samuel Pitcher. And I'm Sarah Pitcher. It is October 13th, 2019, Season 2, Episode 2. Let's get into it. Season 2, Episode 2, right? Yes, I was just thinking, is it really October 13th? It is October 13th, the exact opposite numbers of Halloween, the 31st. Oh, look at you being so smart. Yep. Everyone's favorite holiday. I honestly couldn't quite care uh, care less about it. I could care less. I couldn't care no, less. No, it's couldn't. You're right. Yes, I couldn't care less about it. Thank you. But that's not why we're here. We're here to kick off Season 2, Episode 2. We had a good first episode. Yes, we did. That's because must be either people missed us or we do have some uh, new listeners out there that want to hear more of us. God help you all. Hey. I'm sorry, they want to hear more of you. That's what I thought. Yes. They get me by default, but they want to hear more of you. Just like Ralphie. Just like Ralphie. We're going to try in this episode to get through a couple of new questions from our book. For those that missed it, I'm just trying to remember the name of the people that wrote it so we give credit where credit is due. It is Love Talk Starters, 275 questions to get your conversations going. By doctors Les and Leslie Parrott. There, I don't. You know, if we're gonna get this many listens, I don't want to be sued for not giving credit. Oh, all right, fine, fine. We're on the radar now. That is true. We are. You've been excited about it. I think it has something to do with recording on Sundays versus Fridays. Probably. We'll keep seeing how that works out, but I'm good with it. New season, new day, new everything about us. Wee. Anyways, so. I decided, originally I decided that we were going to do the questions at random, and then I'm like, no, how are we going to fi- figure out which questions we've already done? So we'll do it in order, and now I've chosen random again. So, I have found a good question. Knowing what you're going to do next is random enough for me. Hey! Okay, so. That's for horses, by the way. Straw's cheaper, and I hear that grass is still free. Is it? Are you sure? Positive. Okay. Anyways, moving on. Question is, if your spouse had a choice between a day at an amusement park or a day at a health spa, which one would he or she choose? So, I guess that's, you have to answer as far as what you think I would choose, and I'll answer what you would choose. Well, I already know what you would choose. I mean, did you pick this one just because we've had a whole segment on it? Yes. Actually, no, I really just turned to it, and I'm like, ooh, I like this one. I see. Well, I'm picking for you first. Yes. It's kind of obvious. How do you know? Well, actually, it's not obvious because you have the option for me to say whatever I say there and then Mm -hmm. for you to go the opposite direction on a whim. Like you have done with our questions. I am completely off guard when it comes to how we're doing this podcast now. Yeah, I like it that way. Uh, Well, we talked about you taking control and how everyone out there would like that, so maybe that's how we got to do things. See? You would pick between an amusement park and a health spa mm-hmm. all day long. Mm-hmm. You would pick. I'm assuming it's, you have the finances for both or both are all paid for. I don't know. It doesn't say. It doesn't say. You would pick a health spa. Yes and no. The reason I say that is, so at a spa, you're... Yes, it's a day of relaxation. However, at an amusement park, you have the option to bring stuff home. 
You can take pictures and remember the day. You have fun rides to go on. I'm trying to compare it to like the day we went to either Knobles or um, Water Safari versus, you know, okay, yes, a massage is nice, but if the weather's nice, honestly, I'd rather be in an amusement park. Okay. Well, I don't think you've truly ever, and I can't say that I have, but I don't think you've truly ever been to a legitimate health spa. I think you've been to what we have around here that are spas, Mm -hmm. but I don't think you've been to the spas where it's not just your, you know, hour or two hour massage. And then it's like, take my, (laughs) take your money and get out. There's some legit spas where it's like, okay, here's your sauna to get your, you know, your toxins out of your body. Then here's your mud mask, then the massage, then a nice uh, hot tub massage to really like firm up whatever they've done to you beforehand. Like, I don't think you've ever been to a true, you haven't had the chance to be at a true house spot. Because we don't really have those around here. No, but we do have, I mean, like you said, we do have a couple of actual spots. So, following up on last week's appreciation, I would appreciate maybe a full day's worth of spa treatments from you for what you don't appreciate me for. Hint, hint. Haha, <laughs> very subtle. Well... Eh, you know, it does, it's just as if you would choose. It doesn't say that the other person has to act on. Hey. These are questions. Hey, you know, I'm still waiting on my flowers from last week, yet, which I've yet to receive. And longtime listeners will know that both of those things you just said, flowers and flower delivery, and the word yet, are taboo for me. They really are. So which one would I pick between... A wonderful day at an amusement park or the other one being health spa? I'm thinking that we would do the amusement park if it was you choosing your day. Oh, yeah? Yes. Yeah? Yes. You know, that's kind of a safe bet. But but why? Why would I pick the amusement park? How do you know I don't want to treat myself? Because it's not you? Is It really, like... You call me selfish all the time. Yeah, but that's different. That's different selfishness. Oh, okay, it is. That's different selfishness. Your version of a health spa is sitting on the couch watching Cheers. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> sometimes you want to go where everyone knows your name. Oh, no. I think we have to get some commentary about that because it's it's a licensed song. Ah. Oh. The commentary is I like Cheers. Yes. Anyways. Yes, I think that you would prefer to go to an amusement park versus going to a health spa. I mean, what, we sat there and chose on a whim to go to two different theme parks just because we could over the summer? How many times did I choose to go to the state fair this past year? Five. Five times to the great New York State Fair. It's just a fair. The fair is the fair. It's just a fair. Anyways, Mm. moving on. So, yes, you would most assuredly choose the amusement park. That's an easy one. And yours was kind of an easy one. You just, like I said, you you could have gone either way because you like to throw things, like to throw a wrench in my plans. Yeah, what of it? Well, any other thoughts on that one before we jump into another question or two? Because I said I want to get through a couple at least. No, I don't think so. And now I have to take this book 
because I'm starting to think that what made last week so great of a listen count Mm -hmm. was because we weren't necessarily just talking about ourselves. Yeah, we were talking about why I don't, but we were talking a lot about what we know so much about, the psychology of marriage. Okay. (laughs) Being as, you know, we're reading straight from a book from, you know, doctors, we now know everything they know. Uh, for those who listened on episode one, we made it very clear that's not the case. But I think people want more of how they can apply it to themselves. Because at the end of the day, everyone's favorite word is their own name. So if there's a Jim out there, Jim wants to hear about him. If there's a Sally, Sally wants to hear about her. I just named two of my relatives. Yes, yeah, you did. Yes, I did. Because it was about me. Okay, me monster. Me monster. So I think a lot of people like the fact that they could apply last week's to themselves. Now they can ask their partner, hey, would you like to go to a museum park or a house spa? Yes. Why or why not? They are free to do that. They can do whatever want, what they want with this episode. If they've listened this far, congratulations. There's more to come. <laughs> and we'll keep going. But I do want to do this question that you thought sounded a lot like last week's okay, when you were going fine. in order. So the question is, on a scale of 1 to 10, how polite are the two of you to one another? If you are not as polite as you'd like to be, what could you do differently? So I'm thinking we can take liberties with this one. Okay. What liberties are those? We should either make the ground rules that we be candid live on air right now mm-hmm. and have the other person rate their politeness okay. to the other person. And just, you know, go with it and see what the other person thinks. Mm-hmm. Or we should self-reflect and we say, okay, no, I think I'm a blank out of 10 when it comes to politeness for you. Mm. I think the candid one sounds better. Oh, boy. Yeah. It does, doesn't it? It does. Okay. Are the ground rules that we don't get? And whoever is listening to this, if you want to try this with your partner, you make your own rules on it. It's uh, We're opening up a can of worms here, I think. but. Yep. So you want you want me to hear you rate me and then I rate you. Yes. Are either of us going to get upset at each other? I don't know. The night is off young. Off the air? The night is young. So. Oh, off the air. Well, if I make you so mad that you can't finish the podcast, we'll know. If you guys just hear Ted silence for the next 10 minutes or so. Okay. Well, I went first last time. So on a scale of 1 to 10, how polite am I to you? Ah, well, let's see here. I gotta say, you are probably a 7 out of 10. Ooh, that's higher than I expected. No, because, to be fair, you you do ask permission for a lot of things. And, now granted, the 7 out of 10 is because you don't do it every time. The question was how polite am I, not how whipped am I. Hey. (laughs) <laughs> polite can be can mean whipped sometimes the more whipped I, the more i fall into line the more polite i am i see how it is um but no like if i'm in the kitchen and you ask me to get you something like bring a water back with me you do say please um i don't know what else what else does pol- being polite mean well i did not come prepared with the webster's definition of the word polite but I think of it as one who displays courteousness and kindness without, I think the key part to me is it's natural. It's not without instigation. I don't think a person can be 
forced to be polite. So I joked about the whipped, but I don't think you can be forced to be. It's something that you, a true politeness would just be, I held the door for you because I felt it was the right thing to do. Okay. Um, well, then maybe I'll have to do a six and a half because you don't really open my doors. Oh, boy. Oh, so okay. I've downgraded. See, I've done the classic man thing. I've talked myself down, down a grade or two. The more yeah. I gave you an out, the more you took it. Yep. So, okay. So probably like a six and a half. Cause I mean, I do have to open my own doors. And, oh, okay. You know, nice. you just asked what polite was. So am I rating you now? Yes. All right. On a scale of one to 10, how polite is Sarah to me? We're not saying patient. We're saying polite. Okay. So I'm going to say you're a solid six. People are going to go back next, next, uh, tomorrow and say, Boy, you guys, what do you guys do to each other? Do you yell at each other all the time? Do you do you kick each other? I think you're more polite than you're not, but you do have your, you do have your, as we call them around here, your stomp, stomp, slams, where you just you you just demand things more than you uh, ask for them nicely. You demand perfection from such an imperfect person such as myself. Well, you know the dishes are still in the sink, by the way. I see. New dishes. Yeah. You did the other ones. <laughs> I did. You're right. I got tired of looking at them. Well, so that's mine. I gave you a six. You gave me a six and a half. And the next part is, if you are not as polite as you'd like to be, what could you do differently? Before we get to that one, the other reason I like this one is because if you think about it, we are probably polite to people outside of our household. And we are polite to each other. We're not just saying the stuff to make people think, oh, we're, we're mean people to each other. No, we are polite. But I think something happens is, once again, we talk about how we act outside of the house and how it can be easy to do it outside the house and then not do it as regularly here. Well, you're kind of more expected to do it outside the house. I mean, we we both work in jobs where you you need that politeness right but this is where it can get the, probably the deepest it's ever really gotten on this podcast with me why is it that i feel the need or somebody feels the need to be completely polite to a complete stranger like i'm i work in a place where it's i'm i'm in sales at the end of the day mm -hmm. and i have to you know i send emails i make phone calls I'm talking to clients, coworkers, who you name it. And I'm, you know, sitting there reading my emails a couple times to make sure it's, you know, as polite as we can't be misconstrued. I'm picking my words carefully when I'm on the phone with these people. And I put so much thought and effort into it. Why is it we do that for complete strangers? But then when we come home, it can be very easy because we know the person to just be passive when it comes to politeness. Because you are doing it all day long that at the end of the day, you're just exhausted and you're like, Murr. right. But is that right? No, no one claimed it was. But I feel like that's how society's become is that we, we focus more on the strangers and how other people view us that we start to take a passive approach when it comes to how our close relatives feel. Yeah. And look at us. Plus we feel like you, you know, I think we think that you have to, as my wife, accept me for who I am, regardless of how polite I am to you. And I'm to do the same if you're not very polite to me. 
Well, you know, like I said, maybe you'd get some more politeness if those flowers came around. Well, that's my philosophical thought. And I think it ties nicely with the next question is what could be done? What could you do differently? And I don't think the answer is that we stop being polite outside of our household. I don't think that'll end well. No, probably because not. Because you said you get tired of it after a while. Politeness isn't a switch that should, it shouldn't, not a switch. It shouldn't be a uh, a battery that runs low and you have to recharge. It should be part of who you are. So that being said, what could we do differently to be more polite? I think a lot of it stems from having more patience. Yeah. I mean, you just have that patience to take that deep breath and be like, can you do this, please? Despite how you might be upset that the garbage hasn't been taken out and it is garbage day and there you are still laying in bed. Yeah. It's awfully specific, I know. <laughs> Gee, it's almost as if that's a ringing in my ears for a reason. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know why. But yeah, that's one way is you have to take that step back. And I, it goes back to, I think you have to rekindle what you once had because we joked about it before. The dating scene, how I say women make the best salespeople and the best campaigners because you become a different person afterwards. But you almost have to go back to that dating routine as yeah, a couple. that's true. Because when you were, when you're dating somebody, you know, the guy or, I, I don't really care, you know, the, the partner is going to, be holding the door for you, pulling out your chair at the table. They're not going to be, um, you know, passing uh, bodily noises at the dinner table. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I get that it's great you can become comfortable with somebody, but in some ways that politeness is really heavy duty when it comes to the dating scene, but goes away once you become more intimate and more comfortable with one another. I told you what my favorite line from the uh, one Cinderella movie is. We hide our flaws until after the wedding. Yep. It's It really is pretty true, though. It is. But it's another thing. The politeness is one of those things that sometimes you have to revisit what it was like when you first started to get to know each other. Because you have to go back to the to the fear, for lack of better words, of... I might lose this person if I am rude, mm -hmm. obnoxious. I mean, if think about what you do with your spouse, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your fiance, your partner, whoever. Think about what you do with them now on a daily basis. And if you were doing some of that stuff when you were dating, would you have gotten to the point of marriage or the next step that you're in right now? That's true. I don't think... I don't think a lot of people would have the ability to say, oh, yeah, we'd definitely be where we were. So that's our deep thought of the evening. I think people do enjoy, and this is just me thinking, they can let us know at marriagegbf at, at gmail.com if they have any questions or suggestions as to what they like or don't like. Maybe they don't like you talking as much. Maybe they do. Maybe they want me to shut up. Maybe they don't. Who knows? Are you done? No, you've answered the question of what you would like me to do. Am I done what? Are you done flapping your gums? Thank you. <laughs> Politeness. Just as we just spent the last uh, seven minutes talking about. Uh, but I do want to at least throw it out there that that's a chance that people like 
putting a scenario that they can apply to themselves. Okay. Are we going to try to do the creepy stories? Well, I have something that was kind of creepy. Oh, do you? I do. All right. Do you need the creepy filter? I don't think so. I no, mean, I think it's okay. I don't know if it did anything different. I don't I don't edit these things very well. Okay. Well, anyways, so my creepy thing is I fall asleep very easily out on the couch. And what happens a lot of the time is Sam will go off to bed. I'll stay out on the couch because I don't want to move at that particular time. And so that means Ralphie, our dog, stays out with me. Well, he is an adventurous little boy sometimes. And one of the worst things that you can have happen is have you ever had someone or felt like someone was staring at you or something was looking at you? That happens almost on a nightly basis as Ralphie sits on the floor waiting for me to open my eyes <laughs> to acknowledge him because he wants water. But there was one in particular that his paws were up on the couch and his snout was on, like, on my arm and I was pretending to be asleep still. But he sensed that I was awake. <laughs> he sensed I was awake and just nudged me like, hey, I know you're faking, lady. Get up. I want water. So that's my creepy thing that happens a lot. It's just Ralphie existing and looking at me. So both our creepy stories so far have been about Ralphie. Yes, because he lurks, lurks around the house. It's true. At nighttime, he becomes a different beast. Yeah, really. <laughs> it's scary. Help us. We're in great danger. Uh, we use the podcast to hide our true feelings. He's groaning right now outside the door as we speak. <laughs> moaning and groaning. Oh, he pushed his way in. Oh, yep. He found his way in. And he busted in just like The Shining. And that was last week. Two questions down. Well, three questions if you count last week. Only uh, 272 more to go. Yeah. If we even, you know, get through them all. We might keep doing random. I will hold firm until I'm proven otherwise that people enjoy the deeper sides. Maybe, you mean I don't have to make comedic jokes every single turn I get? No, you I don't. Get? I don't? Boy, who'd have thought? We do take criticism, just not well. I don't. Take it well. Oh, you don't. No. Nope. But maybe we'll get to that point and we can find out how I can do it better. Any parting words of wisdom? I don't think so. Two questions. One uh, lighthearted, the other one meant to be more serious. And then your creepy story about our dog who's out to get us. Yep. We're still convinced since I don't know if we've ever mentioned it, but Ralphie is a rescue dog. We're still not entirely certain about what happened to his previous family. Whenever we mention them, he kind of gives us a stare, and then he he walks away ominously. Yep, he's doing it right now. But if that's it and you have nothing else for us, no. are we good to close this one out? Yes, I believe we are. All right. Well, like I said, if anyone has any questions, suggestions, comments, whatever you got, send them our way at marriagegbf at gmail.com. In the meantime... 
If you liked this episode or you didn't like this episode, either way you look at it, share it with your friends, family, and loved ones. They'll love to hear from you. This could be a great icebreaker at your next party. Seamus plugs over. Have a good week. We will see you next time. I'm Samuel Pitcher. And I'm Sarah Pitcher. And you've made it through Season 2, Episode 2 of Marriage, The Good. The Bad. The Funny. Till next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hello and welcome back to Marriage, The Good. The Bad. The Funny. I'm Samuel Pitcher. And I'm Sarah Pitcher. It is October 20th, 2019. Let's get into it. Two new questions. Yes. One on the more serious note, one meant to spark a more lighthearted discussion. Okay. So who's going first with reading these questions? Well, I feel as though we want to start on a high note. And before I go rambling on, I figure I'll let you start us off with the first one, which goes along with my theory that this is one of those that our listeners can insert themselves into and spark discussion amongst themselves, which is what I think people like because everyone's favorite word is themselves. I thought it was me. Me, me, me. Me, me, me. Me. Their own name. However you do it, before I start shamelessly plugging our promotion here. Stop playing with the microphone. I can lean into it. Anyways. So, answering before truly listening is one of the easiest communication mistakes we make in marriage. Why do you think this is so? And do you fall victim to this error very often? I'll let you answer that first. Oh, boy. So the guy has to answer this one first. Yes. But guys never, you know, jump to conclusions or answer before getting the full story when they're talking to their spouse. Oh, really? They don't? We never do this. This, oh. is, this is just something that doesn't happen. I don't understand. Mm. I don't know how to answer. You know, I, I uh, see the sarcasm just dripping from you right now. <laughs> just dripping. From dripping. Me. Yes, I'm dripping with sarcasm here. Yep. That sounds very risque. Okay. No. Keep no. going. I have to answer the question now? Keep going. Oh, boy. Wow. You haven't given me a chance to finish. Maybe you've already answered this question. But as for me, yes, I agree it's one of the easiest communication mistakes you can make in marriage. It's really one of the most, um, I shouldn't say most easy, easiest communication mistakes we can make as people talking to people. But as a married couple, it can lead to some severe consequences where most of the arguments start from. So yes, I can easily say that I am guilty from time to time of jumping to conclusions. But I do think that part of it is, the next question is, why do you think this is so? I think, and I think, you know, we were talking about this before as well. It's because we are a fast paced society. And we want to get on to the next thing. So we figure if I can answer their question before they even finish their sentence, this will, go, this will go a lot faster. And then we can move on to the next thing. You're giving me this weird look. Yeah, like, okay, I get that. However, you may be go, go, go all day with someone else, you know, doing your job and this and that. But guess what? You haven't been doing that with me all day long. I, you know... This is our chance to interact. So automatically just jumping to, you know, what you think or anticipating what you think your spouse is going to say. Basically, you're not giving them that time to talk. And you're not 
opening it up for discussion. You're just trying to rush them through it. Well, I can't help but think, too, that based on past arguments, and everyone knows we like to have our arguments, if I jump to a conclusion or I jump to speaking without truly listening, I find out that there's many times where you didn't even want me to give an answer. Isn't that right? Haven't you ever said to me before, I don't need your opinion on it. I just want you to listen. Yeah. And But again, you're you're rushing me through it. You're not letting me just run my course. You're, again, trying to rush me. And does that anger you? Yes. <laughs> As I see the fire in your eyes right now. No, it's watching you try to crack your knuckles against the table. You were complained about Ralphie's little whines. Oh, we had boy. to kick him out of the room. <laughs> yes, I remember kicking. But anyways, with the topic being communication, I don't want to be the one accused of you know, rambling off here. Hey, you're jumping to the conclusion that I'm you know, over here rambling off. Which I am, aren't I? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Fine. So I answered why this is, I think it's so. Is the fact that we're go, go, go. And I want to get to the next thing. Which, it didn't say if this is right or not. I think we're coming to the conclusion it's not. Because it's my opinion. And we all know the guy's opinion's worth. Oh, can't say it on a clean podcast. <laughs> but those listening know exactly what a guy's opinion's worth. And it comes to the marriage sometimes. And do I fall victim to this often? Well, you can ask my wife, who's sitting right next to me. Do I fall victim to this often? Yes. It's an easy yes or no question. I don't have to ramble about that one at all. Well, then, love, would you care to answer this question? You know, why do you think this happens? And do you do this often? Sure. So, let's see here. Why do you think this happens? Um, I think a lot of it is... Being not necessarily being a go, go, go society, but it's that, you know, time where, like, like I said to you, you are so busy just trying to communicate well with everyone else around you in your nine to five life, let's say, that by the time you come home, you're ready to just, you know, Maybe give a grunt to your spouse, like saying, I'm home. And you're just, you're simply tired of, you know, communicating. And you think, okay, well, this is someone that knows me. This is someone that, you know, shouldn't take offense to me not wanting to talk or me just trying to, you know, be quiet and have that peace and quiet to yourself for the night. But... I mean, again, it's not the right thing to do. And just trying not to, again, rush them through their story. Or even or even just, like, spacing out. I know sometimes that's happened to me. With some of your longer stories, I've found myself spacing out. Because I'm tired. You know, you get tired and you sit down and you're finally able to, you know, talk. And it's like, oh, I'm tired now. Would you say? Yeah. Well, it also goes back to the difference between guys and gals. You know, guys are notorious for not really communicating through telling 
you know, I don't come home all the time and talk about every single aspect of work, but there's times where you'll come home and you'll want to talk about it. And guys' responses are typically like, uh-huh, yep, mm-hmm. But that's not what you want, is it? No, it's not. And sometimes all we want is to be able to vent and tell our stories without you trying to give advice on how to solve it. It's just being a sounding board. That's all it is. Don't try to fix my problem. <laughs> Are you telling me I'm guilty of trying to solve your problems? Yes. And sometimes I've done the stupid thing and said maybe it was your fault? Yes. Oh, boy. I mean, that just sounds like the ultimate, um, what do I want to say, uh, taboo when it comes to communicating and listening, listening through it? Yes. Well, fine then. Well, then, are you saying I'm more guilty of this than you are? Yes. Oh, boy. Who would have thought that's where you were going with that? But do you ever do it? Yeah, I do it. I just told you. Sometimes I space out in our conversations. Okay. Is it right? No. But yet we do it. And we think you think it's because we do it throughout the day. I think it's because it's a go, go, go society and we want to get on the next thing. And guys are just terrible sometimes. Or all the time, most of the time. I think your communication could be better. Ah, oh, boy. What kind of communication? My love communication? Even just talking. What do you mean? Sometimes I could be, you know, asking you, okay, well, you know, what do you think of this? And even, even if your opinion is going to only be duly noted... <laughs> I still want that communication from you. Oh, boy. It's like you knew I was going to go with that. Yes. My opinion's on file. Yes, it's duly, duly noted. noted. Well, fine. We knew before we even answered that question that the guy is more guilty of that than the other. But, no, our listeners can now talk about it themselves as couples. Is one person better at communicating than the other? It doesn't always have to be guys versus girls. It could just be a personality thing. We can let them decide. But in the meantime, we can get on to the next question.